श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय श्री अनुकूट महोत्सव की जय श्री गोवर्धन पूज्य महामोत्सव तिथि की जय कार्तिक व्रत की जय गोर भक्तवृंद की जय गोर प्रेम आनंदे ओ हरि ओ सो गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन कंटिन्यूइंग आवर डिस्कशन ऑफ द गोवर्धन लीला दैट बिगन दिस मॉर्निंग and we concluded with the with indra's excuse me with indra realizing his mistake hmm? when he heard the demons praising him he came to his to his senses intoxicated as he was by pride hmm? this is very unbecoming the decorum for all of the devotees that has been given by chaitanya mahaprabhu is very simple but very profound he said trinadopi sunichena tororopi sahishnuna manino manadena kirtaniya sadahari this is a of course famous verse from shikshastakam speaking about a very relative to indra's pride very powerful very strong very large measure of humility that uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu expects of his devotees it was um, after the uh, venerable raghunath das goswami our prayojan tattva charja means whose whose writings we find an emphasis on the prayojan tattva the ideal prem prayojan hmm? Rupa Goswami wrote about largely the means, so Abhideya and Sanatana Prabhu about uh, proper conceptual orientation, Sambandha Jnana. In Raghunathas we find some emphasis in his writings in books like Vilapakusamanjali and other texts the, as to the emphasis on the, on the ideal brain. And he was... placed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under the care of Srup Damodar Goswami Mahaprabhu's secretary hmm? one of the two he and Ramananda who were so well suited to assist Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his pursuit Krishna that is to say in his pursuit of the bhava of radha Srup hmm? Damodar Roy Ramananda Lalita Sakhi and Ishaka Gopi, the closest, fast friends of Sri Radha, appearing in Gorlila. So, to be placed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under the care of Srupa Damodar, that's very extraordinary. But, Raghunath Das did not, he expressed a lack of understanding, depth of understanding of what Mahaprabhu had done. by placing him under the care of Srupa Damodar and he repeatedly asked Srupa Damodar to petition Bhagavan Chaitanya that Gauranga Mahaprabhu would give some personal instruction to him from his own lotus mouth so though he persisted in this way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu repeatedly denied his request finally he said i don't think he understands hmm? I have put him under your care Swarup and that's not to 
give him anything less. But Swarup knows more than I do. Hmm? Swarup is one of the teachers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, trying to understand the bhava of Radha. So Lita Saki is very intimately uh, associated with Radha. She knows her moods and she is trying to assist Krishna in this regard. So, a very deep idea. But then he said, anyway, bring him here, finally, after three or four times, and I'll, I'll say something to him. So then we think, what will come from the mouth of Chaitanya Dev to the Prayojan Tattvacharya under the care of Srup Damana, who he's already said, I, I haven't cheated you here. Hmm? By placing you at the, at the, at the care of Srup Damana, then you're, you're in, 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 a most, in a better position than if you're directly under me. This extends, of course, to the idea of the guru as well. In, in general, to be placed at the feet of the guru is to be as close to Krishna as we can get because guru is a particular uh, manifestation of Krishna within a Vaishnava that is just tailor-made and suited for us. Hmm? He's everywhere. Guru is Krishna. Acharjamam bijaniyam. Nonetheless, he appears in a multitude of forms just uh, to meet the, the minds, the many minds in the marketplace, hmm? so to speak, of spiritual pursuit. So to be uh, uh, at the feet of the guru is not to be at a distance from Krishna. There's, there's, there's a transparency there. Sometimes the example is given of the window through which we look out and see the outside. It's not obscured. Hmm? So, um, and then the general principle, Krishna has spoken of many times, that he who says he's my devotee is not my devotee, but he who says he's a devotee of my devotee, he is my devotee. Krishna is always trying to serve his devotees. The devotees are not willing to accept service from him, but we may fulfill the ambition of Krishna to serve his devotee by attaching ourselves to, an, to a devotee and rendering some menial service. Then through us, Krishna's ambition is fulfilled. So this is something and something important about Vaishnavism. Pujapaj Bhakti Rakshakshiradi Goswami Marsh told me one one day he said that after the disappearance of our guru, uh, then we have uh, oh no, he said he said he said that was another thing, but he said Vaishnavism is indirect, he said. Indirect, indirect, the idea in Vaishnavism that indirect is more beautiful than direct. Krishna himself says in Bhagavatam, those who speak about me indirectly means kavya in poetry and so forth, in a hidden way, as the language of love tends tends to be, uh, it can contain within it many nuances and meanings that only lovers will be able to sort out. So this kind of talk, parokshavada, hmm, that pleases me very much. Anvaditarata Chateshu Bhignasura Brahma the Bhagavatam begins with this. Later in Chatushloka the same idea will come will come again. Anvaditarataha. It means directly and indirectly. So different ways of course to understand that. But one way is that Krishna is directly the Godhead in Radha Radha his Shakti is indirectly the Godhead. Jayaradhe. So, by serving the Tadiya, that which is dear to Krishna, is the way to endear oneself 
to Krishna. So at any rate, Mahaprabhu then agreed to speak something to to Raghunath Das Goswami. And we were thinking as we were reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita, then we should be on the edge of our seat. What will he say? Hmm? And he said, don't eat fancy foods. <laughs> hmm? uh, don't talk to, engage in Ramyakata Nashunibe. Don't listen to the ordinary gossip of the people and don't engage in it yourself, speaking it. Don't wear fancy clothes. And so he gave these kind of basic instructions. And, um, of course, he did take it a little higher. He said, within your mind, always think of Radha and Krishna. And the rest, he said, the details you can get from Sarup. So again, he referred him back to Sarup Dhamadar. And then he said... um, something very important. What did he say? He said, this is the Prayojan Tattva Charja, so from the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, again, this famous verse of Shikshastakam, Trinadupi sunichena, Tororapi sahishnana, Manina monadena, Kirtaniya sadahari. So this is not to be neglected. We will not make a shortcut somehow around this verse hmm, to get to Prem. This verse is speaking about Nishta, Kirtaniya, Sadahari. When our bhakti is fixed, it will be fixed, it will be rigid when we become flexible, humble. Humility means some flex- flexibility, the understanding that there are different ways of thinking about uh, everything. We we'll just speak of Krishna, <laughs> who's the source of everything, different angles, like a valuable jewel that has many facets. And Gaudiya Vaishnavism accommodates much variety within the oneness of the, of the Siddhanta. There is much variety of expression um, in general for outreach, for service, and ultimately for bhava and prem. So, humility is, is a big road sign on the way, and you cannot neglect that. If you want to have the ecstatic uh, transformation, sattvika bhavas, hmm? and so forth. Uh, these kind of transformations of body, your body will have to be flexible enough to bend like this first. Hmm? And in mind, a little bit, a little bit open. Hmm? But it's very interesting, contra- apparent contradiction. The more sure we become, hmm? the more... Um, the more humble we become, the more we know, the more we know how little we know. This is the uh, the fact. So, to be sure of yourself in a in a kind of religiously fanatic way is 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 uh, uh, this is an indication of not knowing that much hmm, what it's about. So Mahaprabhu, anyway, he has advised, advised Raghunath Das Goswami in this way. So certainly we should pay attention. This is the path. The path to praying is paved with this, this shloka. Hmm? This should be the interim goal. Let me go here. Try to become humble like a blade of grass. Hmm? Uh, and, and, and from there, then progress becomes easy. It's difficult to get to that point. Even Indra, the chief. Indra means the chief. The chief of the gods was afflicted by this pride. Hmm? Very unbecoming. Hmm? So, and Dasko Swami, of course, as we mentioned this morning, he had as his, his deity the, 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 the stone from, from Govardhan, 
given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> With great humility and in Raga Bhakti, he worshipped that stone. So we, anyway, left off with the pride of Indra, Indra realizing his pride and what it had done to him. How unbecoming hmm, that he is the chief of the gods and he embarked upon an assault uh, against not, not the god of gods, but that which is dear to the god of gods, the cows and the cow people. Couldn't be worse. So, what to do? Hmm? And he was embarrassed in front of his attendants and so forth, so he locked himself in his room, Indra. <laughs> and uh, Brihaspati, and the god, the guru of the gods, Jupiter himself came, and uh, being all-knowing with regard to the plight of his disciples, uh, appeared on the scene and said, what have you done? Hmm? His advice to him was, talk to Brahma. Brahma also offended Krishna, and so he has some prior experience, and he's one of the gods. So why don't you talk to him and see, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, what you just did. <laughs> you attacked Krishna's cows, Krishna's cow people, the whole land of Vrindavan, hmm? out, out of your pride, you became intoxicated, you lost sight hmm? of the fact this is Vishnu incarnate, and so forth. Of course, these are a little difficult. Muyantiyat Suraya Bhagavatam says. Very difficult even for the gods to understand him in his madhurja, in his sweetness. Hmm? Indra only came to his senses with regard to who Krishna was when he saw his Aishvarya, the lifting of the Govardhan hill, the manifestation of godly power and opulence. Otherwise, he, he thought, who, who is this kid? <laughs> and the whole, all the adults are listening to him and foregoing the sacrifice and so forth and so on. So, at any rate, he went to Brahma. And Brahma said, hey, hands off. I've got, I don't know what to tell you either. What you've done. I made some offense, that's true. But I didn't try to kill his cows <laughs> or his cow people. You know, I, I tested his powers hmm, against my powers, and I was certainly embarrassed by that. And, and I apologized profusely, the beautiful prayers of the 14th chapter of the 10th canto, full of Gaudiya Siddhanta and so forth. And Krishna remained silent during all the prayers. Hmm. Finally, Brahma just fell down with his foreheads and offered his pranams and was dismissed. Then a whole show of the whole show of opulence disappeared and so forth. But at any rate, Brahma said, "What you did is way beyond what I did." Um, so, but he gave a suggestion: because you have offended the cows, go there by through the medium of the cows. Go and find Surabi, the leader of the cows, the head cow in the universe. This is there's a there's said to be a place. A Goloka it means a planet of cows within the world also. Hmm? It's not the, the Parambaikuntha Goloka. Hmm? 
And he said, so it's kind of a facsimile of sorts, but uh, it's a planet of cows, they say, anyway. So he said, go to the cow planet, talk to Surabi, and get her on your side, which is, you know, which is, which is a formidable task in itself. So Indra went and said, I did this to your herd. You know, the, to the, not only to, you represent, in a way, this herd, even though there's a categorical difference between you and them, they are the dear most of Krishna. They are Krishna's own cows and his leela. I offended them. But I have no way to approach them. But I am approaching you, part of my creation. They are not a part of my creation, or, well, Brahma's creation. They're not a part of what I preside over, although I thought they were. So, gradually, he got her sympathy, and she took this as an occasion, an opportunity, make the best of it, to go and have the darshan of Krishna and all the Golok cows from the Parvayom, so that had manifest on earth for the Boma Lila, the earth of Lila. So up they went, and the whole of the gods, principal gods, accompanying, and Krishna had gone to pick flowers, ostensibly gone to pick some flowers, and separated himself from the herd and his cowherd's friends. Hmm? He sat at the base of Govardhan Hill, and in this way, on the pretense of collecting flowers, he made it easy, easier, I should say, for Indra to come and make an apology. Because if you have to come and make an apology to someone around all of his friends and supporters, it's a little more difficult than to do it in private. So Krishna made it easy for him in this way, hovering in the sky as it was. Madhu Mangal and Sridham, Stoka Krishna, uh, Subal and so forth, looking from a distance. You know, what's going on over there? And, and so Indra descends on his, this elephant, Ayurvata, and Surabi, and this Shiva, and Brahma, and so forth. And, uh, and Indra takes the opportunity to, to speak, and he offers so many prayers. In these prayers, we don't find the whole of Gaudiya Siddhanta like we do in Brahma's prayers. It is not the Indra Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. It's the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya <laughs> Sampradaya. We can get some Siddhanta from Brahma, but not from Indra. Hmm? Indra's prayers, they pacified Krishna to an extent, but the measure of his sincerity was not full. Hmm? Unfortunately. That's why we find in the future, again, he offended Krishna by stealing the Bharadra. Uh, when, uh, the, uh, when Krishna took the Parijata flower from heaven and Indra was offended and so forth. This comes in the Dwarka Leela. So, the point being here that this position of Indra is not a not a great position to be in. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's what to speak of seeking the heavens, which most people do through religious um, adherence, even to attain the position of the chief of the heavens, is a very fallible position. It, it doesn't give one much standing. Uh, in bhakti, the Indra twice, in the context of the, of the Bhomalila, offended Krishna. Second time wasn't as bad, we'll give him that. But the first time was horrendous. So anyway, he's making some prayers. And Krishna, again, he made it easy for him in so many ways. And then Surabi began to speak to praise him. He agreed to be bathed. 
and with the and so the Airavata elephant took the water from the Ganges, from the heaven celestial Ganges, and poured it on Krishna and Sarabhi. Milk was poured upon him and so forth, and they did a special Abhishekam. Mm-hmm. And um, and from the mouths of all of the gods at the same time came Govinda Nam, Govinda, Govinda. So they coronated him as the king of the gods, the king of Indra, the Indra of Indra, the chief of Indra, the chief of the chief, and uh, they gave him the name Govinda. This is a nice name. Ishvara Paramakrishna, Satchidananda Vigraha, Anadi Radir Govinda Sarva Karana. Karana. It's a very Madhurya name. Um, a name of uh, of Krishna in relation to his cows, his cow people. Go means Veda, go means cows, go means the world, the earth. Uh, go means the senses. Uh, Govinda Upendra. It's a similar idea, both names. So, very sweet name and a significant name. So this is the Leela then, as I say, as opposed to the Brahmavimohana Leela, where Krishna demonstrates that he's Swam Bhagawan, that he is the source of Narayan. Hmm? In this Leela, he's crowned as the god of the gods, which makes him kind of on an equal footing with Narayan, or so it would seem. Hmm? Ryan's position is that he's the, the god of, of the gods as well. Hmm? Um, so meanwhile, in, and in relation to this, Krishna's in the forest and Indra's coming and, and the gods and so forth and uh, performing this big abhishek and they're all offering him different gifts from the heavens and the cowherds are kind of watching at a distance, curious and laughing, making jokes of the whole affair. At home, hmm, there is a confusion on the part of the uh, the elders, and they they discuss amongst one another what just happened. And what just happened was that Krishna just lifted the Govardhan hill for seven days and seven nights, and there were torrential rains, like you'd find at the you know the time of the, you know, the devastation pouring down, and no one even got wet. Hmm? And uh, then it all stopped, and he put the hill down, and and everybody saw it. Now, they knew that Krishna did wonderful things via the the reports, largely from his young friends, which have to be taken with a grain of salt. You know, <laughs> boys will be boys, and they will uh, tend to exaggerate, and so forth. So they would come home with the reports, and he killed this demon, and he did this, and he did that. They did witness something with regard to Putana, that somehow the baby was saved, they thought. Trinavarta, this is before he starts his cowherding leelas. This is in his Komar leela. Trinavarta whirled him up, the Shakatasur took the form of the cart, and the cart fell. And so he didn't overtly show anything. I mean, he just sucked the breast of Putana. He didn't like you know, defeat her in battle like he would with, you know, Casey or something like that in uh, in Virarasa. Hmm? For, this is relative to the his cowherding Sakyarasa. Virarasa um, is a very uh, prominent uh, secondary rasa in, 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 uh, that uh, is uh, compatible with Sakyarasa. So they'll be, UWA, they'll be fighting amongst themselves, mock fighting and so forth. And, 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 and 
challenging the demons and Krishna will defeat them and so forth. So prior to his cowherding leader, we don't find this Yudhavirya or, or this uh, Birarasa, but Krishna's killing demons. It's not overt. I mean, he sucked her breast. That's normal for a child to do. The fact that she turned into a monster and fell down, and who knows why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know that the cart fell and 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 and, and the boy wasn't hurt. Hmm? You know he was under the axle. He's called Adhoksaja. Yeah, that's another name for Krishna. That means uh, like under the axle. So the axle broke and and he was under this heavy cart, and, but he was saved. The cart was broken. They didn't know why he had kicked the axle, but they weren't paying attention to that. And then the Trinavarta, the whirlwind came and took him up and. And you know, and he whatever weighed lagima sid lagima anima. What is it? He, anyway, the city of weighting everything, having the weight of the world within you. So he weighted that fellow down, and but they didn't see that he. You know, you don't see if somebody can become heavy <laughs> unless they talk. <laughs> Maybe heavy in that way. Anyway, so they. They, they, they saw some wonderful things happening and Krishna was involved in all of these things and then there were reports from the cowherds and so forth and, and, and now they actually witnessed every single member of the community extraordinary Aishwarya, hmm? opulence of the Godhead, power, strength, hmm? lifting the hill. With one, one with little little finger on his left hand, hmm. and so they were confused. And then, on the basis of seeing that, they started to give credence to everything that the coward boys had said, and then put together, well, you know, it just happened that it was this child in Putana, this child in Trinavarta, this child in in the cart, this child is extraordinary. And so they were going back and forth between. That tightrope that I like to say that the Bhagavatam walks between Madhurya and Aishvarya. Madhurya and Aishvarya. He wants to show Vedavyas, Krishna is Bhagavan, Swayam, Swayam Bhagavan, the Supreme Godhead. He doesn't get, you know, that's where the buck stops. This is the, the full measure of the Godhead. That is Aishvarya, he's Swayam Bhagavan, and Madhurya, hmm? where he's lost. In Prema Mabdurdya with his devotees, and he doesn't, and he thinks, I am the son of Jashoda. That's who I am. People say I'm I'm Narayan, but they don't have my ear as much as Mother Yashoda, who's chastising me, has my ear more than those who are praying me. Oh, oh, Krishna, you are Narayan, you are the supreme Godhead. I don't have much of an ear for that, but the, but the, the, the complaints of Mother Yasoda and the village ladies, you know, the the challenging, the criticisms of my friends, uh, of me and so forth. This and and, and what speak then of the uh, the pouting of Radha and insulting on her part. And this is this is more sweet and charming to me than the Vedic hymns hmm, that are also speaking about me. However. Indirectly, I am a Brajbasi, first and foremost. Secondarily, yes, I'm God. <laughs> this is the secondary idea. This is the lower idea. <laughs> so, Prem, Prem Madhuri, Prem rules. <laughs> where will we find Krishna? In Prem. That's where he's found the most. This is one and different. Achintya Beda Bed. He and his and love of himself are one and different. 
the devotee is the abode of love and Krishna is the corresponding manifestation of the Godhead corresponds to that particular love. And he's full standing next to Radha. He could not show forearms when he tried in Basant Rasalila, in the spring Rasalila given in by Jayadeva Goswami and his Gita Govinda cited in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna left the Rasa dance. She tried, he tried to show forearms to disguise himself before Radha. He couldn't. He couldn't show them. Her preem. The lesson is, is controlling him. It's non-different from him. So, this is the full Krishna. Hmm? Krishna in forgetfulness of himself. So a little bit of unknowing is good. Hmm? A little bit of <laughs> unknowing. Yeah, we have to be content with that. Godhead is unknowing, unknown and unknowable, trying to understand himself. The nature of Prem is that it's full and ever-increasing at the same time. Hmm? So the cowherds, they, the, the, the elders, they had seen this now with their own eyes. And while it was happening, then it wasn't a big deal. It's just like, it's like my Gurmash Prabhupada when he came and he had saturated us with his bhava. And he said so many things that we that in, when you separate from that bhava, if you're unfortunate to have to do that, as some 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 may in his absence, then they can look back and they start to think about what happened and some of the things that he said and they go, Oh, that makes sense and I how do and uh, and and so forth. But in his presence and in bhava he stopped us from from thinking. Which is also good to an extent filled our hearts with something in his absence, then we are to think about that, the ramifications of that, the implications of that, and so forth. So they were absorbed under the protective power of Krishna. This is a leela that, that demonstrates this prominently, these two aspects of Sharanagati. The Ramanujas will say the center, the Svarupalakshan, the primary characteristic of Sharanagati, is Krishna is my protector. And the Godi, as we say, that Krishna is my maintainer, this is the Surupalakshan of um, Sharanagati, the primary characteristic of Sharanagati. Um, and of course we have a good argument in that regard, that, that maintenance is more central to our life than our protection. Protection is auxiliary. We may need protection at times, but we always need to be maintained. Mm-hmm. So to accept Krishna as my maintainer, this is Sharanagati. Sarva dharman puritya jamamikam sharanam braja. Hmm? And sharanam means home also. So come home to me in braja. Hmm? And sarva dharman puritya jaya. Give up the gods. Give up religion. Hmm? This, uh, this is a, and come to, come give up the dharma and come to prem dharma. Hmm? This is the idea. So this is very prominently exhibited in this Leela. This is the Leela that demonstrates Sharanagati, that everybody in the Braj is a Sharanagata, and of course more. They're Premikas, but Sharanagati is at the foundation. So this is another interim goal, Nishta, Sharanagati. This should be cultured in Sadhana Bhakti, steadiness in faith and surrender. Hmm? This should, prayer should be directed, aimed at this, in, in Sadhana Bhakti. In Bhava Bhakti, the prayers will be directed in a, as a, a longing hmm? uh, for uh, union and love and a particular sentiment and so forth. So first, 
get this foundation down, get the stage of Sharanagati erected in the heart, and then the drama of Krishna Leela will will come in shortly, coming to a theater near you <laughs> soon. First, get the stage erected. So, at any rate, uh, uh, they were all participating in this. They all, uh, you know, the, the, the idea was they were worshiping Indra, so they thought their maintenance would come from petitioning Indra, and he would give the rains, and they would have the grasses and feed the cows, and Krishna said, I'm maintaining you. Hmm. He couldn't say it directly because that would that would interfere with their bhava. Him as their son, he was speaking to the elders, Nanda in particular, to convince him to forego this sacrifice. So he said, instead of saying worship me, he said worship the cows, as we talked this morning. Hmm. Worship the cows indirectly means well worship Govardhan Hill. It supplies the food for the cows. Hmm. The hill is the prominent manifestation of Vrindavan. It's not, Vrindavan is not different from me. Hmm? The cows, as we spoke this morning, they, they bring philosophy to the world, they bring religion to the world, they domesticate the humans, and, and so on and so forth. So, hmm. They are the Vedas personified. All the Vedic hymns personified are cows. Hmm? They bring cows. So, so at any rate, under the hill... In the, in the emotion of it all, they were just having a party under there. And when it was all over, then they, had, they thought, what just happened? And we, and we just saw this, and then they start reflecting on all, as I say, all these other leelas, and they're going through them, and they have this, this dilemma. It seems like he's God. Oh, my God. And then someone would say, yeah, but God doesn't, you know, doesn't cry when he's hungry, and um, and um, you know and and uh, and and complain that he wants you know more more sweets and uh, pout and throw tantrums and steal and uh, and all these mischievous things that Christian does and, and and God is not like something in the palm of our someone in the palm of our hands that depends on our affection. Hmm? And if we're not showing affection to him, then he'll, he'll be he'll be disappointed and so forth. And then would say, you know, he can't be God. But then there was the Putana, there was the Trinavarta, the Shakata, this one, and that. And we just saw this, and so they were uh, suffering from this dilemma: how to sort this out. So they went to the elder, the king of the cowards, the dear uh, father of uh, of. of of Krishna Nanda Maharaj and placed before him their confusion. And the wise Nanda answered. Hmm. He, uh, he quoted a verse from the 8th canto of the 10th canto, 8th chapter of the 10th canto of Bhagavatam, where in the cow shed, Krishna was, um, Krishna and Ram were um, tended to uh, the sankskar, the Namkarna, Name-giving ceremony was was presided over by Gargacharya. It was done in the cowshed because they didn't want to draw attention to Krishna on the account of Kamsa's uh, atrocities, where he was seeking out to kill all the children born within a certain period. It might somehow be the child that would would kill him, and so on and so forth. So, Gargacharya came. It was a private affair, and Nanda was there, and. 
Krishna was named, Ram was named, and upon naming them, he said different things about them and why they would be named at such. And one of the things that he said, it's a very famous and important uh, verse of the Bhagavatam, that the whole um, vision of Krishna on the part of the inhabitants of Vrindavan revolves around and it, it harmonizes for them any display of godliness that he might have. Hmm? It puts it in perspective. It's put in the perspective of their prem. They never come out of that prem. Hmm? Knowing him to be God would bring him out of the prem, but the prem is so strong that they can't come out. But such a strong and powerful manifestation of Aishvarya brought them to the brink. Hmm? This is how prominent this um, uh, this uh, lifting of the Govardhan Hill was of a godly display. In other words, you take all of the different leelas which Krishna shows some godliness or Vishnu through him shows this killing of the demons and so forth together and they don't constitute the same degree of Aishvarya that uh, this lifting of Govardhan Hill does. Of course, the sh- he showed extraordinary Aishvarya to Brahma. He showed millions of Vishnus emanating from him and millions of universes emanating from the Vishnu. But only Brahma saw that. Hmm? No one else saw that. Hmm? So this is the most extraordinary display of opulence. All of the others put together don't don't compare to it. So it brought them to the brink, as I say, and Nanda Maharaj is there to save them. He said, yes, here's the answer. Hmm? He said, it was said by Garga Charja at the time of the name-giving ceremony that Samo Narayana, hmm? Narayana Samo. Hmm? That your son will be, Samo means equal, it means like, your son will be like Narayan. Hmm? And, and so the way that they take the verse, but it also says, your son will be like Narayan, but you should take good care of him hmm? at the same time hmm? um, because he's very special. So the way they take the verse, of course, one way to take it in terms of Siddhanta is Narayan and Krishna are one, one and the same. He's God, he's Vishnu Tattva, and so forth. But they took it to mean that he, that Narayan that is like Krishna. There's a similarity. Hmm? They, they took it to mean that Narayan will do wonderful things through Krishna. Hmm? Not that Krishna is Narayan. Hmm? But there's a likeness between Narayan and Krishna. And therefore, your son is very special. Therefore, you should take very good care of him. Hmm? He's very extraordinary. Therefore, he's, he's really your son, but he has this wonderful power from, from Narayan that will sometimes exhibit itself through him. So you should take good care of him. So anyway, Nanda spoke on this and everyone was satisfied. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, okay. They're bhava, they're vatsalya, these are all the elders in vatsalya bhava, they're all satisfied. Hmm? But see the, the man of, you cannot find, you know, Vrindavan is famous for its madhurya, sweetness. Hmm? But we do not find greater aishvarya anywhere than in Vrindavan at the same time. So these two, they go together. There is no sweetness without aishvarya. In other words, if he's not God, then these human-like activities are just ordinary, right? If God's doing them out of love for his devotees for the sake of getting close to them and, 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 
and, and, and with, with the opulence being suppressed, knowledge of his God being suppressed by the power of love. This is Aishvarya, this is sweetness. So the two have to be there. Hmm? So we find more Aishvarya in Vrindavan than anywhere, but we find more Prem. And the measure of the Prem is that despite the height of Aishvarya exhibited, it cannot suppress the Prem. Outside of Vrindavan, Prem will be suppressed by Aishvarya. As soon as Krishna met Devaki and Vasudeva, his parents in Mathura, he killed Kamsa. Um, they were offering respect to him when he was born. There are so many prayers. We did. In Vrindavan, there are all, all kinds of prayers. You're the supreme personality of God when Krishna is born. No. So they have Madhurya, or they have, excuse me, Vatsalya Bhakti, Vatsalya Rasa, Vatsalya Prem also. But it's mixed with some gyan, with some knowledge of Krishna's godhood. Therefore, when he exhibits the godhood, that Prem recedes a little bit to the background. That knowledge of his God, it takes precedence. But this never happens in the Braj. So the full measure of Prem and therefore the full manifestation of the Godhead. So anyway, Nanda Maharaj satisfied them, resolved the issue, and they're all anxious all the more then for Krishna's return from the forest where this other event, extraordinary event, was taking place. He was being coronated, the, the God of the gods, given the name Govinda, and uh, Shiva gave him a bamboo flute, and Brahma gave him a, a, a big blue lotus from Brahmaloka, extraordinary flower, and Indra uh, gave him a gift, and so many things. Uh, royal paraphernalia he was given. Hmm? They were seeing him in terms of his the god of the gods. Right? Hmm? And so then they went on their way, and then Krishna reunited with his friends. And they're flying across the sky, so to speak. The gods looking down on this whole thing, and Krishna's friends taking the crown off his head and putting it on themselves. Hmm? <laughs> taking the chamara, the divine chamara, and fanning Krishna and fanning themselves and so forth. Taking his vestments and putting them on. And, and, and the gods are looking at him and he's saying, Oh my God, who are these people? How can they do that? Who are they that they could be, you know, conduct themselves with him like that? And he feels more comfortable in their company. And praise be to the Rajabhasis. This is the idea. So this is a huge glorification of the, of this, uh, Braj Prem. They're witnessing the, uh, this uh, sakirasa to the to the extreme, hmm? and then of course then on comes Krishna, home. Balaram was 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 at home. He wasn't with the boys on that day. Hmm? Um, in other words, after the settling of the Govardhan Hill, he stayed home for other reasons. Um, he could have, of course, lifted the Govardhan Hill himself, but that would have interfered with Krishna's promise to directly protect everybody and, and so forth. So anyway, he sees Krishna with the royal paraphernalia and he puts it on his head and and, and the elders are seeing this and they say, where did all this come from? All these like extraordinary gifts. And you, know, you don't just find these under rocks or <laughs> at the base of trees in the forest uh, and so forth. And, and uh, so then the cowherds speak up and Madhu Mongol says, oh, there was a guy with four heads talking and a cow was talking. 
you know, and, and making making prayers. And some guy with five heads was a guy with eyes all over his body. And so the parents just went, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, Krishna's here, and you're all here, and that's enough for us. And so they had their own then glorification of Krishna, considering him the god of the of their lives, so to speak, the love of their lives, and uh, and so on. So this is the conclusion then of the whole of the Govardhana Lila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, as we mentioned, he was very um, gave a gave a central place to the worship of Govardhan by personally worshiping the stone from Govardhan Hill, giving it to Raghunath Das Goswami, teaching the devotees that kind of worship. We worship that stone today. We circumambulated the stone and the Guru. We did a Guru Puja. We did a Govardhan Puja, we did a Go Puja, so, um, and some Hari Kata, discussing from Bhagavad Hari Kirtan, and this way, this day is meant to be uh, spent. Um, and every day, really, these gatherings are meant to inspire us such that we may make every day a festival hmm, in Krishna consciousness. So, any question? What's the time now? Yes. Um, What's your name? Welcome. Oh, Baladev Das. My first time here. Beautiful place. Nice to have you. Rupa Goswami Prabhupada is, you know, we are the Rupa Nuga Gaudiya Sampradaya, and so um, what relevance does that have uh, with Raghunath? Das Goswami being the praying cryogen, and if you could just clarify, like why is Raghunath Das Goswami perhaps not were in his we uh, why not why Rupa Goswami line, or, why know, Rupa Goswami yes. instead of Raghunath Das? Well, Raghunath Das Goswami is in the line of Rupa Goswami, <laughs> but um, in a Gore Leela, then. Um, Rupa Goswami is the elder. Hmm? Sanatana Goswami is the elder of, of, of Rupa Goswami. So we find Rupa Goswami always shows respect to Sanatana. In his books, he offers his respects to, to Sanatana Goswami before he, before he writes, uh, his elder and uh, uh, guru in a sense. Um, and um, at the same time, in Krishna Leela, then Rupa Goswami's Rupa Manjari takes a leading role amongst the attendants of Radha. And so Sanatana Goswami takes a subordinate position on that side. And Raghunadas Goswami, of course, in Gorlila is much younger than Rupa Goswami, so he's subordinate to Rupa Goswami. And in the Leela, Krishna Leela as well as Rati Manjari or Tulsi Manjari, sometimes he's called also, he's subordinate to Rupa Goswami. So the short answer is that Raghunandas Goswami is in the line of Rupa Goswami. But um, the point I was making, and, and it's an important point, is that that these acharyas, for example, Rupa, Sanatan, and, and Raghunath, they were, um, and Jiva Goswami too. Jiva Goswami we consider the tattva charja. So he wrote so many books giving the, the Siddhanta. Hmm? The Brihad Bhagavatamrita is the, and, and Haribhakti Vilasa, the famous books of Sanatana Goswami, and his famous Tika on Bhagavatam, uh, Vaishnav Toshini, 
And this you find, he gives some bandhagyan. Hmm? Rupa Goswami writes largely about the means in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and his Udbal Nilmani. Hmm? These are books about how to, so to speak. And Raghunadas Goswami, what he did write, what literary contribution he left for us, was largely about, directly about the Prayogen. Hmm? And so because they were moved by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write on these three aspects, Sambandhavide and Prayogen of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we attach the kind of titles to them, Sambandha Acharya, the Abhideya Acharya, the Prayogen Acharya. It doesn't mean that Raghunath Das Goswami is attaining something that Rupa Goswami isn't going, isn't. Um, um, he's writing about the position of Rupa Goswami in, in a sense, you know, in, in, the, in the Leela that he's, that he's following, is the idea. So we're followers of Rupa and Raghunath. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur used to like that, to use that term, Rupa Raghunath. And the Narutam sings that way too, Rupa Raghunath Upade. Akuti. So, that help? Oh, Thank you. Another question? Yeah. And who first came up with that three, like the Prayajan Acharya and those like three Acharyas? Whose realization was it? Who classified them like yeah. that? I'm not sure um, who, but they're also identified with the deities of Radha Govinda, mm-hmm. um, Madan Mohanji, and, and Gopinath. That connection between Raghunath and Gopinath is then kind of a a, um, a disconnect there because his deity was was this was the Shalak was the was the yeah you say the the, the, the Govardhan Shila and so forth so it's there it's loosely but uh, who uh, who who originally analyzed them in that way I'm not sure Shudramarsh liked to make that point hmm, regularly with regard to their their writing and so forth, but um, I would imagine that um, such a such a uh, identification has um, earlier, you know, thinkers and realizers speaking about it. But does, does Kaviraj Goswami make that? No, he does not. No. What else? Yeah. Well, normally in like Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Vairagya is played down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Then, like Mahaprabhu was really satisfied with Raghunathas Goswami's renunciation. So why why was he like that? Vairagya is played down as a path, first of all, as a means. In Gyanmarg, Vairagya is the means to advance. Detachment is the mean to, means to advance on the path of knowledge. Because knowledge means that, well, if something's temporary, then I shouldn't be attached to it. <laughs> that's knowledge, right? If I'm attached to something that doesn't endure, then that attachment is a source of misery. And ignorance is not the... Misery is not the result of knowledge. Knowledge um, generates happiness. So, detachment and bhairagya is the way in Gyanmarg. But in Bhakti Marg, it's not the way. It's not an anga of bhakti. The way is sangha, by adding something on, hmm, by attachment to devotees and to Krishna. Hmm. 
and cultivating that sangha, that attachment, then bhairagya is a fruit of that. Hmm? Or the bhairagya is, is a kind of a byproduct of attaching myself. Because if I attach myself to Krishna, then I attach myself to the things that Krishna likes. And in order to foster that attachment, things that Krishna doesn't like, I, I forego. Hmm? I don't think of it directly as detachment. I think of it as in the context of attaching myself to loving Krishna. If I want to love Krishna, well, Krishna doesn't love this, so I don't want to love that. That's my detachment. So that there's a kind of vairagya that, that, is, a res, that is a fruit, that is a result of bhakti. It's not the path. I mean, it's maybe a little the path that you want to give up things as you become aware that they're not conducive to bhakti and so forth. And there has maybe some effort there that's exercised and so forth. But it's, again, all in the context of, of loving Krishna. So if you look at the life of Raghunath Goswami, where this comes up, he was so renounced and so forth. We see that as a fruit. Janiyati ashubhairagyam jnanam jayarahoitukam. If one's doing Vasudevi Bhagavati, Bhakti Yoga Prayogi, then, then quickly this vairagi will come, knowledge will come. Hmm? As a byproduct, handmaidens of the queen of bhakti, something like that. So, oh, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a result, secondary result. In love, there's knowledge. So, but in knowledge, there may not be love. <laughs> There may be the end of exploitation, but not necessarily anything positive, love. So, what else? Any other question? Yeah. And Govardhan then is referred to as the greatest devotee of Krishna, and yet it is Krishna himself. And so what's that understanding? Uh-huh. So, um, Govardhan is sometimes seen as the um, Haridas Bharadiya, the best devotee of Krishna, and Govardhan is seen as Krishna. This is so. This is the dilemma, right? The question, something about that. Mahaprabhu cited this verse from Bhagavatam, this uh, Venu Gita, when he was in Vrindavan. Goswami said, attributed the verse to Radha. This is a chapter where the gopis are speaking in separation from Krishna, about Krishna, about his flute, glorifying his flute, and so forth. And so when it comes to mention of Govardhan Hill, then he's glorified as the best uh, the best devotee of Krishna. Haridas Barja. And uh, as they say, Sanatana Goswami, Vishwanshakri Thakur, Jiva Goswami, they've attributed the verse to to Radha, Radha glorifying Gopardhan. Vishwana hmm? Chakrita identified all the hills of Vrindavan as being in Sakirasa, hmm? friendly rasa with Krishna. So um, it's, um, but at the same time, then Govardhan is seen as, as Krishna himself. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and he's a devotee of Krishna also. So it's not that hard to. To understand, it's there are different uh, kind of uh, uh, perspectives. Hmm? So, the perspective of Govardhan as the 
devotee of Krishna is a perspective from the vantage point of Pava. The perception of Giriraj as Krishna, or as Govardhan, is non-different from Krishna, is from the point of view of Tattva. So the Tattva is that the Dham is non-different from the Lord. Arajya Bhagavan Vajeshatanayas Tattama Vrindavana. Krishna and his Dham are one and the same, and, and, uh, and so forth. So therefore, the, the stone from the Govardhan is the prominent manifestation of, of, of the Braj. So from the prominent manifestation, we take one stone and we worship as his Krishna, non-different from Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu worshiped the Govardhan as Krishna, not as the friend of Krishna. Hmm? not as the servant of Krishna. He taught Raghunathas Goswami to worship also the stone as Krishna, hmm? not as the friend of Krishna or the servant of Krishna. Hmm? So um, at the same time, the the idea that the Govardhan is, is the servant of Krishna, the devotee of Krishna, this was coming from the mouth of Radha in Bhava. And in Bhava then we find, for example, the gopis see so many moving, non-moving, inanimate things even, hmm, as they might be thought, ordinarily to be better devotees than themselves. So in Bhava, she says, here he is towering up, you know, all over the brudge. He knows everything about Krishna's pastimes, because he sees all of them. So he must be the best devotee. He facilitates Krishna's leela in every way. Hmm? Uh, the beautiful commentaries on this verse. Um, I think Shijiva Goswami has given a beautiful one in Gopal Champu, where, for example, he delineates 64 items of puja that we do in Bhadi Bhakti, worshipping the deity, and how Govardhan provides them all. Hmm. The lakes for water, and the cows drip some milk there, so there's milk for bathing with, and there's birds chirping for kirtan and flowers offering scents and and caves for resting places for beds and so on and so forth and so in every way Govardhan is the embodiment of devotion and facilitating uh, Krishna's service. It's like the the you know you do this artik, you do this well let's, let's say the Seva Puja involving these sixty four items and so forth. And this is in Vaidhi Bhakti. And then you enter into Rag Bhakti, let's say, and, and then Leela and so forth. All those things are present there. They take different shapes. Hmm? That's all. So the Govardhan is like, this will be seen like this. All the 64, Krishna's coming to Govardhan every day and all this, he's doing the puja with the 64 items. And so mm-hmm. it's all going on on a different kind of uh, level, so to speak. Hmm? Hmm. It's never. It's it's worship in where, where the where the object of worship and the worshiper, the bridge, the gap between them has been bridged and so forth. So the whole place is alive with worship. So it's a perspective hmm, of Radha where she, you know, Atmavat got one sees others to be like oneself. So she projects her. She's the best devotee of Krishna. That's a fact. Radha. She says Haridas is or Govardhan is. So she's projecting her bhava onto the. Onto the hill. Hmm? So it's a, it's a, in, in Baba, then so many things you, you will see. Which, which is more real, the, the Tattva or the Baba? <laughs> Whatever gives more pleasure, Krishna. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught, he worshipped the Govardhan, and it's clearly mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita as Krishna. He took the Gunjamala, hmm? 
that was also given to him and considered it to be a representation of Radha. He gave both to Raghunath Das Goswami and told him how to worship. He didn't say worship Govardhan as Krishna's servant, but as none different from Krishna. Does that help? Another question? Mahaprabhu taught to worship the Govardhan Shila as Krishna himself. Some devotees worship Govardhan Shilas as Balaram, and I've even heard of devotees worshiping Shilas as Radharani. Does he reciprocate in these different forms according to the sentiment of the devotee? Well, um, that's up to him, but um, <laughs> there is the mention by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur of um, in one of his books, I forget the name of it now, but poetry book um, of Radharani's vision of, of Govardhan and how she would see the white stones as, as representation of Ram and the black ones representing Krishna. So there's some uh, precedent for that. And um, of course, Baladev and Krishna, they are of the same, you know, tattva. They're not shakti tattva. Hmm? So the hill is a manifestation of um, the, the whole dham is manifested by Balaram. It's, he presides over the sandini shakti. And as the deity that presides over the sandini shakti, he manifests the dham. So to say that Govardhan is you know non different from Balaram is hardly a, a stretch, especially if you've got a white stone. Hmm. So um, um, and if if and also if Govardhan is Swayam Bhagwan, then Baladev is inside of him. Hmm. And all other forms of Godhead and so forth. So, so uh, as far as then turning Govardhan into Shakti Tattva, hmm, and one like one stone is Radha, one stone is Krishna. That I, I haven't seen that. I don't. That uh, that uh, I, I don't know. I need devotees to do that. <laughs> That um, that's a different idea. We find Radharani worshiping Govardhan, but the Radharani is a, the Govardhan is a manifestation of Radha. Seems to kind of uh, conflate the Shakti and Shakti Man. I mean, they're one. Shakti Shakti Man Shakti 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 Man Shakti. What is it? Abed Matayor. Yeah. So the Shakti and the Shakti Man are one and different, but. Hmm, the Shakti and the, the 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 Shakti, how do you say the Shakti, Shakti Man and the Shakti Man are one. <laughs> the words Balaram and Krishna are one. I mean, the difference is is not categorical. Hmm. There's a difference between the Shakti and its and its source. There's a oneness too. The oneness is that the Shakti is dependent. It doesn't have an independent existence from its source. Hmm. But it, to make them one in the same way that Krishna and Balaram are one is not the teaching. So, um, but 
And now that I think about it, I think that's, that that may be more common that there are. I think maybe I've seen uh, at um, Radhika Kulananda, they have a you know white uh, stone from Govardhan and the and a dark one in the in the courtyard, right? And they see it as Radha and Sham and so forth. So if one has bhava, you know this is bhava seva. That is one thing. Then bhava, all things are possible. Almost, I mean, there is there are some laws there <laughs> as to what is you know what is bhava and what isn't bhava. But um, I don't think we should do bhava seva or try to do bhava seva when we don't have any bhava. So <laughs> if we're better to worship, you know, Govardhan as Krishna or as Ram and Krishna, it wouldn't be a stretch. But if you come into into bhava and you're seeing the stone as white one as a manifestation of Radha, then who can complain with that? You know, nobody will complain. But first, have bhava. Hmm. Anything else? Does that help? All right. So what's the time now? Seven. All right, so we talk for a while. We stop there. Shri Gajaj Govardhan Ki Jai. Govardhan Puja Mahamotsavatiti Ki Jai.